Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Podcast. Hello. First episode of the second year. Okay, it's yep. weird to say in the new year when we're in November, really. Scott and Paul, Volume 2. Yes. Season uh, 2. Season of... 2, yes. Yes. Thank you, Brian. And I'm here. Oh, I don't know if you wanted to be mentioned that you were here. Well, we... Why not? Why not? Let, um, let's, let's just my Brian, by the way. I own uh, everybody, him. People know Brian. They've listened to the Ultimate Ramble. Yes. They know Brian. Yes. He, he is my thing. You're... I own him. <laughs> Not quite, but I'll let you think you do sometimes. You see, Liz? <laughs> that means I own him. No, people can't see this, Paul. No. You can, though. Yes. I have no idea what you're on about, but... Well, anyway, go on. Alright. So, yeah, we had our anniversary episode last week. It was a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're... I was drunk. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I could tell that you were... Mm. You tell how quickly you downed half that bottle of Eldorado I brought you. Well, it was free. Well, it was a gift. All gifts are technically free, aren't they? Well, yeah, but it was. Yeah. I didn't pay for it. And it was a lovely gift. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. I indulged in it very quickly. Again, I noticed. So, yeah, we had a lot. There was a lot that's happened. And some of your cider. Yes. Yeah. I believe you told me of that when I came up on the Friday. Yeah. I drank Lil Dean, I drank his cider. Yeah. You drank some of it, you had a sip. I did offer you more, but you said no. Yeah, I was polite. Yeah, that's, that's what well, I think. That wasn't what to do with the fact that I had half a bottle of wine and three joints in me, though, so... Yes, mm. the glorious Eldorado. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> some people who listen to that, you may want to know, I don't think you've updated you this yet, Paul, but there are a couple of things that cut out of that show, like, just like random conversations that didn't really make sense. Cut out the conversation between me and Craig, didn't you? Which conversation are you talking about? Many of them. Oh, Many of them that had you sitting there going, Huh, huh, huh. No. No, I left them off. I left them off. you're done, you've been self-conscious. I hate you sometimes, I, I honestly know. do. How I, how I made it to a year doing this with you, I will never know. Hey, don't you shake your head, fucker. Uh, I was going to say... <laughs> Does he knows all too well? I He's put up with three years of it. <laughs> I commend you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, I want to know like, and with the show, I think the show will bear with me cutting them out, but they will be included. They are not lost forever. They will be included in our outtake show later this year, which I'm currently working on. Cool. I say working on. I've got an idea what I'm going to put, and you go back and find them. It's going to be an RC to put together. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think just flow wise, these it was best taking them out, but also including them in the outtake show because they are funny conversations. So everybody wins the show flows, the anniversary show flows better, and you get a wee bonus around about Christmas time when I look that episode eventually goes up. No, you're not getting the listeners get a bonus, not you. Damn, why? It's not always about you, Paul. It should be. (laughs) I gave you Eldorado last week. That's my that's me for another year. Another year? (laughs) God, I'll never see free books again. 
Now you won. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your own, you bastard. Give me some money, Len. No. <laughs> oh, I'm good for it. <laughs> Anywho. So how was your week, Scott? As I said you before, we went on air, it's a bit of a mere week, to be honest with you. Yeah. You name that, that was what it was. I had a job interview. How did that go? I didn't get it. Had a job interview, didn't get it. Did they actually reply to you, or did they just usually do their usual ignore you? No, they earlier replied. Well, oh, well, at least you got a response. Yeah. Right, they said to you, well, by the end of the day, if you don't get a phone call, you're unsuccessful. I didn't get a phone call, so I assumed I was a... And then they sent me an email reminding just to remind me that I was unsuccessful instead of me assuming that they gave a proper clarification. Aye. By the way, you weren't successful. You Aye. fucked it up. You didn't well, get it. You were down. They might as well kick you. Aye. So pray tell, what was the job for? It was a, just a temp job over Christmas, you know, just to make some money while I'm after unity for Christmas. Christmas pennies. Yeah. It was in the perfume show, so essentially that was my Christmas shop and me all alone in my family. Perfume, aftershave for all the guys. Yeah. That works. And I was going to say, just, just leaving on Christmas Eve, just take a bunch of gift, a big bag full of gift sets, like, oh, Brandon, that one, that one. <laughs> just throwing every, right, that's for you, that's for you. <laughs> you can have this, you can have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can be said. Yes, there's nothing. So yeah, that, I haven't had an assessment, which that was due today, which I finished. But uh, that was maybe, but I'll come up here a bit <coughs> later. It was weirdly due for 10.47am, not 10.45, not 10.50, 10.47. 10.47? What idiot came up with that? I have no idea. We knew, you normally do it just to wind you up. Yeah, as mm-hmm. I say, that came from the Minister of the Institute of Pedantics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not my next point I'll get you much better in the morning spread my grandfather's ashes. Oh, that'll be which fun. Which will be a occasion. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Which, although... I'm going to ICW on the Sunday night, so that's good. That'll be good. Maybe there'll be another fat woman with getting in the way of you again. I'd rather she, there wasn't. That wouldn't be quite good if there was. I mean, oh, so is he telling you this? Yeah, he had, he had I've that. I've heard tale of this fat woman. A couple, yeah. of, couple <laughs> of ICWs back, he was there, and there was this blimp of a woman in front of him with her blimp of a woman friend, mm-hmm. and they were getting up in Scott's face and generally using their girth to obscure his view. They're being cunts, essentially. Oh, yeah. Fat cunts. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said, I've said to follow me occasionally, I like ICW. Most, most of the people that also attend ICW shows are a bit of a prick. Yeah. Although, although, what am I to deny them the right of going to, to the show? Right. And it's entertainment, you know. A they've... prick can buy a ticket just to like everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is the card like for this ICW show? It's upcoming one. Uh, They're so usually very good. There's a very good... Uh, but, Trying to fucking think actually. <laughs> I had, had the matches, know? I had yeah. the matches, and then they left my head. Uh, I put you on the spot. Uh, today. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna <laughs> say, I was gonna say, I'm gonna say a lot of names that are probably gonna go over people's yeah. heads here. Yeah. Well, not people listening to you, but probably yours. Uh, BT Gun versus Wolfgang. Cool. So a good one. B- oh, they did announce a big match for Fear and Loathing at the Hydro the other day. Yeah. It's a determined number one contender for the tag titles. It's going to be a six team TLC match. Yeah. Which oh, should be good. mental. And they've already announced the former ICW tag champs Rampage Brown and Ashton Smith are going to be in it, as well as the Briscoes. Cool. Yeah. 
Not wee briscoes. Mm. No. <laughs> Definitely. Ring of Honor briscoes. The home of all briscoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt that's going to be going to be their new tag new tag team name, but you know. Yeah. Homophobes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't go for none of that stuff. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Although you see the briscoes, you look at them, you think where they're from. If they came into that, it's probably still get cheered. Yeah, where are they from? I don't know, somewhere in the south of America, Delaware, I think. Nah, yeah. Delaware. It's like the time when homophobes did. You remember what, like when Jerry Lawler by ninety seven said a gay slur to Goldust, and because they're in the south, he got cheered for it. <laughs> Seriously, it's backstage. He says it, a big pop, and then he gets yeah. cheered when he comes up for his match with Goldust. Like, oh, this is all backwards here. Yeah. Uh, I digress. Well, how was your week? Oh, cool. Yeah. I I I seen my I went to my kids' parents' evening, evening. at three forty-five in the afternoon. But it was all good. All right. He just needs to work on not being a dick. <laughs> but other than that, he he was fantabulous. I was most proud. Mm-hmm. And uh, I watched the season. Well. A first part of a season of Transformers, the third season. Mm-hmm. And, the original. Uh... Yeah, and it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really quite enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And what the hell else? I had Brian for the week. Yeah. You know? I can see him. Yes. No, but he's, <laughs> he's usually only up for the weekend. I've had him mm-hmm. for the week, and it's yes, made I, me very I've happy. I've been here since Monday, and well, the only the highlight of my week has been making a pot of soup. <laughs> a lovely pot of a soup. A simple life. Yeah. <laughs> Like he he made he got the vegetables and the stock and he made a lovely pot of soup. Well, in answer to the question earlier as to how he puts up with you for three years, he only, he's only up on weekends, so that goes a long way in answering that question. Hmm. I kid, I kid. You bloody better. <laughs> starting to dislike you. Start only starting to. That's positive. <laughs> we did watch a wrestling pay per view this week. We did. We watched Capital Carnage. Oh, yeah. You know, when Jacqueline's big tits <laughs> fly out when she's jumping about in Tim White's head. And they accuse Vinnie Jones of homosexuality. <laughs> Aye, Vinnie, what is it? Shane McMahon calls Vinnie Jones a poof and says he shags George Michael. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you you giggled a lot when Vinnie Jones pushed the boss man out of the ring, didn't it you? It wasn't so much the Vinnie Jones pushing the boss man out of the ring as Vinnie Jones touching the boss man and boss man throwing himself out of the ring. <laughs> Aye. And did he not get red card by Briscoe no. or Patterson <laughs> or one? He comes Bristol, in, the, yeah. he comes in in the ring, does his Vinnie Jones thing, then gets a red card and thrown it. Aye. Was it no fuck pushing the boss man? Aye, that's what he gets a red card for. Aye. And oh. then he and then he comes back near the end and sort of helps sort of uh, jointly stun a. Uh, boots, what's his face? Boots, what's his face? Boots, what's his face? I've been ages since I've seen it. Boots, what's his face? Aye, it was one of the three of them, but it was a fatal four-way. Aye, I remember, it was a fatal four-way. It was but which one was it that he booted? Was it Taker? Or Kane, even? Kane, probably. Aye. Aye. Boots, what's his face? <laughs> and you can't remember you what's know, his face does. Fucking hang me. Aye. That cunt. Aye, that cunt. I do remember Earl Hebner coming back in and stamping on something. I remember he came, he came in when it was that hair versus hair match between X Park and Jeff Jarrett. And no, no, you no, same one. No, no, that's SummerSlam. You're thinking of that yeah. year. Oh yeah, yeah. We watched some of that too. We watched some of that too. But um, 
Yeah, Earl Hebner came in and stamped. Because mind Earl Hebner, Vinnie Jones and Stone Cold drank beer at the end. It was no Briscoe he stamped, because Aye, Briscoe was a stood ref. They came in and did his stamp, his stamp, he stamped. Did he not flip him off and all? Aye, he went, stamp, stamp. Aye, and then drank beer with Vinnie Jones and Austin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I, <coughs> the red card spot just has me laughing. He's like, they're English. Football. This is a footbally thing. They'll get yeah. this reference. Yeah, you getting a red card, you. Like, look, when a funny thing happened when I watched the NXT UK start on the network, and it's an American commentator and uh, English commentator's got Nigel McGuinness is the oh. former British wrestler, and he like he references somebody, the wrestler from Portugal, I believe it was, and he referenced a, a footballer that was from the thing I can't remember the name because I'm not a football person, so it didn't stick out. And it was, and uh, the American commentator goes, "I thought he was a soccer player." And Nigel just immediately goes, "You keep the ball with your feet. It's football." <laughs> <laughs> just immediately shuts him down. They immediately move on. Yeah, take the ball with your feet. It's football. Aye. Fuck uh, off. Don't know why Americans don't grasp that concept. <laughs> and, uh, Where's his running with the ball in your hand ball? Yeah. Well, they kick it, but not often. It's not a main part of the game. Whereas, no. look at me but, sticking up for football. I never thought I'd see the day. I think I have with something with kicker in American football is not not often used. Not often. I, I, from what I understand, they aren't kickoffs and field goals. I believe. Yeah, kickoffs and field goals. So does anybody yeah. does anybody listen who's from America? Please feel free to let us know the rules because we're we probably still won't understand it. But you know, give it a good go. Yeah. yeah. Every day's a skill day. There's no. I we'll have to learn. <laughs> I never have got it. I just thought it was quite funny watching like. American football people reacting to rugby mm-hmm. on YouTube, and that's really funny because rugby in American uh, Australian rules football is quite violent, mm-hmm. like excessively so at times, and it's unpadded violence. Mm-hmm. So these American football players we see this, and they're all going like ah oh ee, you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. it's like a lot of it, like when it's all mashed together, looks like vicious beatings a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You say clotheslines, borderline <laughs> wrestling moves. Uh, well, when you see a guy get getting ball, making a turn like that, and turning into a guy basically going like clothesline yeah. from hell and uh, taking his fucking head off, you know it's mm-hmm. it's vicious. Well, being a wrestling shows, I went to move on for American football. I went to show. Uh, on November 3rd and 11th, I believe it was. It's a. Uh, yeah, I remember I was uh, Reckless Intent Wrestling. I've never been, but all the guys on ESSR talk about it. Yeah. And they've been to shows, so I thought, oh, I'll come along then. And uh, it's another one of the ones I said, like Discovery, and that, like, mainly, mainly aimed at like, an old, more of a family rather than aiming at the over 18s in the nightclubs like uh, ICW would. Mm-hmm. But still, but still, that also always usually means. They're focused on making sure people are entertained and putting on good matches rather than just swearing all the time and in each other. Something like that, yeah. But uh, it was good, and there was a wrestler that they particularly go on about. I got an American wrestler who comes out of the UK a lot called Sugar Dunkerton. Sugar Dunkerton. Yes. Yeah, what a African American yeah. fellow. African American person called Sugar Dunkerton. Yes. And he took on Mike Whitlock. I've mentioned Mike Whitlock often when we talk about ICW. You have. Yeah. But he came out with, I noticed his trunks, purple trunks, silver, a wee bit of silver on each side. I think I said to my brother and went, nice of, well, I have to wear his Valvinus trunks today. Because <laughs> immediately as soon as I see them, like, doesn't Valvinus wear trunks like that? 
He does, but judging on the last time I've seen him wrestle, he don't look no. good in him. He's bald and fat and pasty. Not that, not that Valvinus. Older. Or the, yeah, old. original Valvinus. Well, he's your own. Good Valvinus. Yeah. Oh, I never really thought that was a good Valvinus. He was a jobber to me. Okay, better Valvinus <laughs> than he is today. Now he is a pasty, bald, fat, white man who runs a weed shop. Yes, you have regaled me with the tale. Yes, and when he wrestles now... He just looks like an old, fat, bald man wrestling in purple pants. Well, that's something I can't unsee now, thank you. Oh, You're well, welcome. Thanks for that, Paul. Hopefully no one's eating during this. But anyway, and uh, things like they spend a good, like, maybe ten minutes before they even wrestle, just having a laugh. Because uh, he, he refers to Sugar Talk calls Michael, uh, Michael, Michael, he goes, Oh, only my mother calls me Michael. And he responds, Well, your daddy just called you Michael. <laughs> and, and, he, and he he's he's on the ropes and Michael tries to go between the ropes to get a break and then ends up falling at the ring. He just comes and goes, "I meant to do that." You just called him Michael. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm calling him Mickey. Mickey. I don't know what he called Michael. Mickey is still the same thing, isn't it? Hi. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and then he won't get back in the ring and all the kids are shouting, checking at him, and he shouts at one of the girls, "Ref, she's assuming my species." I thought that was hilarious, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it, more modern day nonsense to me. That sounds. I thought it was a laugh, but yeah, old woman. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I'm not going to admit to it. It's the same. I think a better, better one. They again. Why am I starting all my words today? I can't. Even... It was. I, I believe because you're for sickened that. and astounded by the fact that yet again the WWE have thought reason to put a belt on Brock Lesnar. Please, please oh, not jump ahead of ourselves. God. We'll get to. We'll get to that. Not again. We'll get again. We'll get to that. Yeah, I blame you earlier for pointing out how much I stammered in the last episode. You've made me self-conscious. I didn't say you stammered. I said you were getting annoyed because you couldn't get your point across because we were talking. I did not well, say you too. stammered. Could it also be that you have no liquid encouragement? <laughs> Yeah, you need a few ciders. No, not that again. I'm going to avoid that for a wee while. a few ciders, that'll make you feel better. Uh, how about no? <laughs> I've endured this for a week. You bloody have Listen to you. Oh, I've endured this for a week. Buy me a bottle, buy me this. Shut up. Oh, there was, I bought my own bottle, I have you know. It's one of the, the show, that match was one of those things where you kind of had... It would have been better if you'd been there. It would have been. It would have got across more why it was stuff was funny. I thought. I thought they should have went longer, like because Mike Wells get, starts getting more frustrated. Like, come on, let's actually wrestle. I would have loved it if they'd actually went for like first, and it within the first couple of wrestling moves, the match suddenly ends. Yeah. Like they they sent that much time stalling because it would have been, would have made it stand out from all the other matches. I think so. On the car. And I think it's the fact that they did all this is why I remember this match better than a lot of the other matches that happened. On this mm. show, and uh, <laughs> sorry, I was trying. To, I think it was Sugar that won it in a really weird pinning position where he was on top of Mickey. But last was it was just weird. Was it like Viscera style? No, not that, not that bad. Like when he when he violated Eminem, <laughs> or Matt Hardy in the Royal Rumble one year, or Simon Dean, or, or merely anybody. Anyone he decided he was going to dry hump in the middle of the ring. Why? Yeah, why Visser? Terrible gimmick. Why? Why Visser was never reported to human resources? I'll never know. <laughs> I mean, he go. He goes from being this terrifying big black-clad, freaky-eyed, leathered, uh-huh. leathered demon. Aye, 
Mm. And then he comes out in velour. Yeah. And tries to shag everything. <laughs> <laughs> the world's largest love machine. Oh, substitute love for rape and you're probably correct. <laughs> well, yeah, but... The world's largest sexual predator. I was going to say, that's not as... That or the world's largest rape machine is not really as marketable as... <laughs> yeah. was... You're going to love you good. I'm sure he'd have done a bit, right a bit too good, whether you want, A bit too good, whether you want to or not. Why, why are we talking about Mr. Raping people all of a sudden? You know what happens on this show? We just yeah. end up talking shit. We can talk about big, rapey men like Viscera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the night, there was a weird group that I've seen in that show called Divinity. They're a really weird, like, I, th- I want to say almost sanity <coughs> style group, like this mental feel like we want to cure society and all that shit. Like, so a mix between sanity and right to censor one. I think I was going to say closer to the Wyatt's insanity because there was one guy with a beard and oh yeah, he looked like kind of a you know those old tribute shows. He looks like a there's a tribute show now. A tribute Bray Wyatt. Uh, Hensley tribute Bray Wyatt. That's what he was. <laughs> well, he's a he's a past star nowadays anyway. Uh, he's like some fucking. There was a guy. There was one guy who who kind of looked like fucking Spud Fay train spotting <laughs> all day with the Pearson and all that. Anyway, they all came in. They tried to attack. Sugar, but then Michael Osh came out and made, saved him. And one of the guys, the guy who looked like Spud, had the Reckless Intent hardcore title. Yeah. And I didn't realise, like, the old hardcore title, this was a 24-7 belt until Sugar headbutts the guy and then pins him. And now Sugar's <laughs> the new hardcore champ. And then he just celebrates in the crowd and then they shot some videos for social media, him paranoid backstage, thinking everybody's to get him. <laughs> he keeps referencing Norman Smiley and Crash Holly. <laughs> yeah, and Is that no... Still a bit in bad taste. What? what? Mentioning Holly. No, well, he's not trying to be bad taste. He's like you said, um, yeah, continue the legacy of Norman Smiley and Crash Holly. Oh, continue and the a, legacy. And, and, be, and be the great, heart, yeah. great, most heart, he's now calling himself the most hardcore man in Scotland. The most hardcore man in Scotland. That's phenomenal. And then uh, my brother, I, went, I didn't go, but my brother and a couple of people went uh, Discovery in Edinburgh had a show. It was our fourth year anniversary because it was Halloween a few days before it. They made it zombie themed and called it 48 months later. And Sugar was in a, a lumberjack match where the lumberjacks were all like zombies and the winner was whoever threw the other one out into the zombies first. Uh, there was a cool thing where there were a bunch of zombies were in the ring and apparently they kept trying, him and his opponent kept convincing them to go to the other guy. Yeah. Like, the, like his opponent was finally like, look, he's got more meat on him. Where his <laughs> opponent went, his name is Sugar. Imagine how good he tastes. Go, go to him. A lot of that sounds really quite... Yeah, I know. Childish. Yeah, that's good. But but fun nonetheless. Sometimes sometimes you just have to laugh. Like sometimes it's a time for serious wrestling. Sometimes it's a time for having a laugh. You had to be well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you had to be that. It sounded funnier, funnier to me. I think. Excuse me for thinking something was funny. Yeah. Excuse no, me what? for having opinions. Say. No, what is judging <laughs> you, Scott? It's okay. Who are you judging? No one. Hmm. It's just how he speaks. He always sounds like he's judging someone. Yeah. Don't sound like that. Sometimes you do. I do not. Well, no, I tell you, I went out yesterday, uh, last week after my graduation. Got a fish drink. No, I, and I remember I tell you I couldn't get served because we can't serve you alcohol when you've just got your student card as ID. We need other form of it. Well, fuck you then. That's a lot of pish. I know. Can't serve you with a student card. I didn't serve a student we, card. Uh, we, got, we were sitting there, right? And we were just, well, the music was very depressing, like, 
We know this one song was from. You know, you ever heard the TV show Thirteen Reasons Why? It's a Netflix show. Heard of it? I haven't watched it. No, I don't know. Heard yeah, it's, of it. It's a girl who killed herself and then she leaves all these tape, tapes behind, one for a different person of who, in a certain way, were all intertwined and led to her mm. killing herself and the reasons why. And all these people try to figure out what did I do to cause. Or I did. So really. Actually, it's quite a good show. I recommend it, but it doesn't actually sound too bad. Yeah. But anyway, it's, there are some quite depressing moments. Like, and there's one particularly scene where in the song that has to play over that scene was uh, playing and on the jukebox or whatever. And now then we're like, who the hell put this song on? And then and then that scene didn't seem too bad when a few songs later we're just sitting there and all we can hear is Bob the Builder. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there were there was a. The pub wasn't that busy it was like, <laughs> at this time, like half three on a Thursday. We're looking at a bit, not that many people, and think like, who the fuck is in charge of this music? Are you saying you didn't enjoy Bob the Builder? No, I'm just saying it was a bit random. Like going from depressing mu- music from a depressing scene and Thirty Reasons Why to Bob the Builder. Like, who thought that was a good idea? That's, that's just too. That's too big of a genre shift. That's just the random music in a pub. Yes, mm. it could have just been on a random play. Hello. Aye, but then again, uh, it poses the question, why did somebody have Bob the Builder in the first place for it to be randomly played? For people that are drunk and leery and happy. Yeah, it could be a karaoke classic. Aye. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. But someone getting up and saying Bob the Builder. So, some drunk staggering about <laughs> the stage going, After Bob the Builder. Might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> And as you say, we get really into character with a hard hat and then fell off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Bob the Builder, can he fix it? No, he's not the flair. <laughs> no, he's too pissed. <laughs> he's too pissed, he can't even sing it. <laughs> oh, no, he's picked a fight with a jukebox, man. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, there's a lot, lot's happened. Like, we couldn't, no. Peter Pressure. Lots happened and we couldn't really talk about it last week because Craig wasn't a real wrestling guy, so we don't. I feel like we've like weird to leave him at the conversation. We could have just talked about it and made him sat there. Yeah, but I don't think it was, he was our guest. Well, and? you don't leave out your guest. We talked to him. I let him in my home. <laughs> After you yelled at him. Well, he was. He done a stupid fucking thing. I don't think I've heard this story yet. Right, Lee came up for the anniversary podcast the other week. Right. Yeah. No, fuck it, I was standing there, right, and Craig and him drive up in the car. Now, you think when you drive up and you're going to a person's house, they're not going to fucking vilify you for sitting in your kitchen eating a sandwich. Craig bought the sandwich, I didn't buy a sandwich. Craig went to Subway and sat in the car and ate the fucking sandwich. Well, he had chili sauce, I mean, but he thought it would, he didn't want to make a mess or he didn't want anything to smell. Or... I didn't care, yeah. but I, I went down the stairs to the car and I was like, I can see him coming off like, oh fuck, he does not look happy. Perhaps like, he was scared to try and poach his sandwich from him. I was not going to try and poach his sandwich. You tried to poach my cider later in the day. <laughs> yeah, that was different. You know how quickly he jumped on that as soon as I mentioned it? I threw yeah. it out and he starts biting. <laughs> yeah, a lot has happened. And I think starting with where I think and then going for in order of when they happened, starting with Evolution. Mm-hmm. You didn't, I'm assuming you didn't get a chance to watch this. No, but I'd, I'd seen the results, I didn't care. Yeah. But uh, I actually thought they really pulled off. Like, 
this, it was a smaller area and the stage design was different for other shows so it didn't look all the same fucking thing mm. it was more, more akin to an NXT takeover stage than anything yeah. and I think that's apparently because it came out that it was the NXT production I, I did hear that the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair match was a belter though yeah I'll get to that but uh, apparently it was the NXT takeover production crew that were uh-huh. running it because the main production crew were already where they were holding Raw the next night so they thought we'll just use these guys yeah it'll feel different and like a lot of people were moaning about how poorly the thing, the thing had been built. And I sent a tweet out, I don't know if you, well, I doubt you've seen it, but I sent a tweet out. No, I didn't see your tweet. From, I think it was from this our podcast account. But it was essentially saying, yes, the show has been poorly built, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it anyway, because if you don't watch it, then there are, you prove all the dickheads who say that women shouldn't have their own pay view and can't draw correct. Because if you don't watch it, then they'll use that yeah. as proof to back up the argument what you should do. Is watch it and hope that they knock out the park, and they, and did. they did. Yeah, and good for them. And now hopefully they'll do it again, and they'll realise this actually works, and they will take it more seriously in the build up to. Well, it's gender take... seclusion not just making it harder for women; it's separating them. Oh no, because it... you're it... not good enough to be on the same bill as the men. Oh, no. You can have your own little side. Bill. The women are always on the bill as the men. We just don't re- enter wrestling. Yeah, you usually get like one match of them. I one or two matches since they now have two women's belts. But I think like rather than just one or two <laughs> matches, you're all good. We have such a depth of roster and women's, and they can headline a whole show with all these women, and it will still draw as much as I want a show that would have all men or I would have a mix. Show that they can draw just yeah. as much as a man. Also on the main be. on the main Raw and Smack well, particularly on Raw, you don't realise just how few fucking matches you actually get sometimes. Yeah. Oh, well, I've seen a more modern Raw. Just as opposed to like the amount of shite you get. Fifteen minutes of wrestling and forty five minutes as you called it shite. <laughs> and it's usually and the thing that always annoys me is the fact that whenever you hear the commentary team mm-hmm. They never talk about the fucking match. Um, the match is on and they're always spouting some pish about some pay-per-view or day or some pish thing on the network. They never talk well, about the going, fucking match. That's been going on for ages. So like, even WCW did it for you. Like, they never talked about anybody. Every, every match was a talk about later on. The NWO, this NWO person's going to do that in the main event. And then when the main event comes, they've talked all they can about it. Like, what more do we talk about? Yeah. Which is one of the things that puts me off watching any old WCW, no, to be honest with you. The only thing that I bring this up for is, like, he, like he was saying, we were watching the old pay-per-views, Capital Carnage and things like that, mm-hmm. and you listen to King and JR, and it's always, yeah. like, boom, boom, yeah. boom, it's always on the match, yeah. you know? And I think I, I was said to you, or was thinking of saying it to you... briefly mention what's coming up later, but aye. that's all it is. But usually that's, usually that's in a quiet spot in the match, we'll say that. And I was, I think I was going to say to you if I haven't already. Do you think Stone Cold was a would have been as over as he was had it mm-hmm. no had it not been for the kind of commentary team behind him? Like see everybody like talking about the yeah. match, focus on the match, hyping the guy up. You know? Probably not. Yeah. yeah, I'll quickly run through the the commentary team was Michael Cole, Beth Phoenix, and Renee Young. A lot of people were and weirdly people were jumping on the Michael Cole thing. Like it's maybe an all women's. So why is Michael Cole? I think like he is a woman. Like I think like because he's their senior broadcast people, and these other two are fairly new. So he they need a senior broadcast person to help them through it. Otherwise, we just say to it may not have been as good. I mean, they did a good job. But I think they needed that three person group. Yeah. And you could tell Michael was happy to be there and help. <laughs> Commentary team of Taz, JBL, and Booker T. Oh, good <laughs> lord, no! Nothing, nothing against Taz, but the other two, no. 
Well, oh, Taz was not like good either. Well, Taz was good when he had somebody good with him. Oh, somebody to hold his own. Yeah. Anyway, the first match was the... Well, it was maybe Bliss and James. It ended up being Alicia, Alicia Fox and Mickey James because... Bliss is in. Uh, she's got concussion or something like that. Ah. And against Leah and Trish. And I'll see, I think Trish... The whole you still got it is way too overused. Like, somebody comes back and does a good clothesline, people chant, you still got mm. it. I think some of the spots with Trish were a lot smoother than some of the spots with Lita. Because yeah. Lita stumbled a wee bit in the beginning. I, I think cause Trish is all in the, yoga, in the yoga and all that now, so maybe that's probably why. Yeah. But, yeah. He's flexible. Yeah. Really good spot. I mean, Lita did a good spot where she did a double moonsault onto both plus, uh, James and Fox. And Bliss did still get involved, and they were in the opening match, and uh, Bliss goes, good, you are in the opening match, you can get home quicker, essentially implying that they were old and yeah. shit. And, yeah, so Bliss, no, uh, Lita and Trish won, so well, good open the show, let the, get the nostalgia pop out of the way. Then they had the Spout Oil for a video on television featuring old, uh, old stars coming back, like Ivory came back, Molly Holly came back, when Ellinger Blaze came back. God. I, I said at the time, am I the only one who wished Ivory would have came into the right to censor theme song? Well, that was probably when Ivory was at her best. Aye. Aye. She was ferocious at right to censor. I until she came up against China and got Oh, I loved her yeah. coming to the right to censor, grab a tail, try to cover up one of the women she thought was showing a bit too much skin, like, no. <laughs> Only for then that one to turn around and throw her back out. That would have yeah. been fun. Aye. Yeah, and uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville really, really got a lot of shine. Like they were double teaming, like throwing out all the, mm. some of the veterans, well, not veterans, but older people. Like, they had fucking Kelly Kelly, and if the bar is really lowered if Kelly Kelly is considered a Kelly veteran. Kelly wasn't even a wrestler when she was there. She was a tard. Yeah, no. Was she not just a? Uh, would you call them one of the backstage mate? No, no. I remember rightly, she was the first Divas champion. No. Who was she, she was what, AD, I mean, Michelle McCool was the first year. Uh, I mean, she was in the match, you know. Michelle McCool was? Yeah. Uh, she was the one that bloody started yeah. the Diva push. Well, she didn't start it. They, yeah. they started it, just had, she's had to be the unfortunate soul that they put a belt on. Remember, she was one of the ones that still had the women's title when it was split into two. Hmm. Like, they had this title like, why do you have to? Why must you constantly bring that up? Oh, that annoyed me. Not annoyed you. Like, the, uh, the eventual Fostering death of the women's title. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. It was actually a fun battle because they had a lot of people had their spots. Mm-hmm. It was like they had Naomi, no, no, Tamina and Nia Jax facing off because they are kind of related, and then they both thought they were going to fight, but then they both did the Roman Reigns like thing, thing where he, before he does the spear, oh. and then end up turning on everybody else and teaming up to throw everybody out. <laughs> and we'll get to Roman in a wee bit, but. Yeah, and then it was, eventually it was Nia Jax ended up winning. It came down to her and Ember Moon, which is annoying because in the, I tell you about the SSR sweepstakes we do. It came down to between for me to choose who it was going to be. It came between Ember and Nia, mm. and I went with em- I switched to Ember at the last minute. It's just stuck with Nia. But the whole thing was we had a whole system like if your choice comes in four, is the four comes in like fourth, is like the fourth person to be last four to be eliminated, one point. Third, two points if they're the runner up, three points, which so I got still got three points, and four points if they win. Mm-hmm. My brother had Asuka, and it looked like she's got thrown out four, so he got one point. But it turns out Selena Vega hadn't been eliminated, she sneaked back in, which means Asuka was like 
one of the final five, so he got no points for that. Wow. He, he ended up coming in dead last in that sweepstake. <laughs> well, I didn't fare much better, to be honest. But so yeah, they got a good one. She had a green and purple there with ha 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 written on it, so kind of the Joker <laughs> thing. Mm. Uh, there was the Mayan Classic finals. Uh, the Japanese wrestler Io Shirai versus Tony Storm, who's Australian. Mm. And I actually haven't seen the tournament, this year's tournament. I still enjoyed this match. Like, Io Shirai had an insult to the outside, which is probably one of the best insults I've ever seen. So yeah, Kurt Angle, like Charlotte, has been insult, like, even better. So no like a Brock Lesnar lunch, then he landed on a noggin then? No. Well, that wasn't, a, that wasn't even an insult, that was a shooting star press. Ah. Mm-hmm. Right. Brock Lesnar being a shooting star press. Yeah. It's not a very pleasant image either. Mm-hmm. He landed on his head. <laughs> That's quite a comical image. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. ended up with a horrid concussion and still won the belt. Mm. But if he hadn't had so much muscle in his neck, he would have died. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Mm-hmm. His muscularness saved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like, Tony Storm ended up winning it. Yeah. There was a double under into a power bomb, which he called Strong Zero. <laughs> She had a different version of Storm Zero, which was essentially holding the people up on her shoulder and then dropping their neck, back of the neck onto the knee. I think they decided that's a bit too easy, too easy to horribly fuck up. This is, let's <laughs> figure something else. Well, I don't know if it was then decided or if it was hard to decide it, but you know. Maybe it was a little from column A, little from column well, Probably a little bit of both. Like, a move like that, invo- any move that involves dropping somebody on their neck, there's always a, a, risk, a risk of fucking it up. You shouldn't be doing that, Kane, on the... Yep. Uh, see, uh, you, uh, Tony Storm won, uh, I don't know if she, she got a trophy. I'm assuming she's going to get a shot, some sort of title, like NXT UK or NXT. Speaking of NXT, they had Kairi uh, uh, Singh giving Shayna Baszler a rematch for the NXT Women's title. Oh, who won? Uh, weirdly, Shayna actually won the belt back. Oh. And now her and Rousey are two of the four, of the four these four like four horsewomen of MMA. Oh, yeah, the other two at ringside and they kept like interfering, oh, bring the refs back, and they helped Shayna win the. I hear that uh, Carrie's getting her rematch at War Games, mm. and I heard rumors that's going to be a two out of three falls. Oh, which should be good. And uh, weirdly, one of the other two of the four horsewomen actually married to Roderick Strong, from NXT. Oh, aye, aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Alright, there was a sixth woman tied the right squad be Natalia, Bailey, and Sasha. Yeah, I heard about that one. I said that was kind of shit. Yeah, essentially it was a match you could see on any kind of episode of Raw, to be honest with you. So we, we can just skip it and see who won then? Yeah, it's Bailey and Team Bailey and the, uh, I see, the like face the, team. The face I've team seen won. highlights of it and yeah. I was still bored. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a whole point of contention for people that everybody says that the last woman standing match should have went on last instead of the Raw women's statement match. Yeah. I can see why they put it on because a lot of people were, a lot of people point against the argument of the whole Savvy Steamboat was the best match of being the best match of Mania 3. Yeah. A lot of people say, yeah, that may have been the best match coming out of it. But a lot of the people in the arena came to see Andre and Hogan. Yeah. They went in thinking about Andre and Hogan, they came in thinking Savvy Steamboat. And I think and then the draw for a lot of people and they were the draw but the draw that helped sell all the tickets according to reports was Ronda v Nikki, so that being a draw is why mm. they put that on the main as the main event. You put, you put your highest <coughs> drawing match in the main event, which Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella for the Raw title. Again, like 
when you look at the when you look at the raw wins, uh, when you look at the raw wins division. I've, I've mentioned this before, Paul. Who else are they going to give a shot to? Anybody? Hmm. Gold okay. dust. Ronda Rousey could probably still take gold dust. Aye. <laughs> so it'd be a fair fight. Well, not a gold dust. No. But... Anyway, the last one, Tana. Yeah, the the final spot of that was. Uh, Charlotte put Becky on a table on the outside mm. and she went for a moonsault and then Becky got up and powerbombed her from the apron area or the turnbuckle through the table which you can tell is a dangerous spot because not only are you going to deal but you're going backwards on the outside with the risk of banging your head and obviously getting a concussion and yeah, that's what kept eventually kept uh, Charlotte down that was good. Well, like there was a spot with a ladder where Charlotte tied Becky's legs up in the ladder when she was doing the figure eight. Mm. So that was good. So people say, why do you do submissions in like matches like that? Well, if you hurt their leg enough, or if you break their leg in a move like the same commentary, like they kind of stand back up. Or if you do a sleeper hold and they pass out, they kind of get back up again. Yeah, I saw highlights of that match between Charlotte and Becky. It was pretty hardcore. I do agree. Maybe to an extent, that that should have been the main event. I say to an extent because like when you think of a last person standing. Like man or woman, like you need to throw. You're gonna to have to throw in a lot of big spots to believably show why this person couldn't get back up again. Well, let's see. That's why wrestling needs good blood. No, oh, I don't think. Although you think I've seen there are examples of wrestling matches where you weapons in it that didn't need blood. They were still good matches. Yeah, we're well, still good matches. But if you want to sell someone being completely fucked, not in sells it like blood. Not in sells it like, for example. Shawn Michaels end of the first hell in the cell, lying on the ground with the blood pulling out of his head. Yeah, no, but you can tell he's fucked. Yeah, but when you watch that match, believably being thrown to from the out to the outside through a table, that'll keep you down and all. Plus, you'll probably bang your head on the outside. Hell in the cell, Mick Foley Undertaker when he goes through the, the when cage. he goes through the cage and the chair falls and doesn't hit him. It just teeth. lies in a pool of mm-hmm. mess. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a one side. I'm not saying they wouldn't uh, get. Killer if they wanted to, but I don't think the rear is willing to. Right, they still want bleed. to protect them. They're still yeah. over chauvinistic towards their views of women. You see, that's pish because we went years back, and for the life of me, I can't even remember the fucking match, but there was a match when Lita did a hardcore match, Aye. and she bled pretty like sure, fuck. I'm pretty sure that's one next stand, isn't it? Like, she was crimson, you know what I mean? <clears throat> that was ECW, you know. Who gives a fuck? It was cool. I'm just saying, man. Was it ECW that? He says so. Well, I know it was an ECW style pay per view. Well, still remember, it was still ECW, so the difference between that and a pay per view like this. Is, I just remember it was when Lita was still trying to be hard but cute, when she was still coming out with like the, the thong panties hanging out the side of her mm-hmm. baggies. Uh huh. You know? It's not just our image throughout our career, though. Mostly. <laughs> I'm not going to really talk about Ronda V. Nikki as well. Not much so. Although. The whole people have been saying about what Nikki's been referring to herself as a diva and in the end people hate that. But I'm thinking like she knows she, people she knows that people hate that and that's why she's doing it. To get heat because like that's why Tommaso Ciampa called himself the greatest sports entertainer of all time because he was going against Johnny Gargano who's called Johnny Wrestling. Uh-huh. Like Cody Rhodes when he left WWE to go to Ring of Honor he'd, all he'd known was the WWE system. So he get getting heat by saying I'm not a pro wrestler I'm a sports entertainer because <laughs> he knew people hated that and it's the same mm. with Nikki. And they kept mentioning Ronda's mother about how disappointed Ronda's mother must have been when she finally when she lost her first MMA fight and how disappointed her mother's going to be when she loses to a diva. She didn't lose, well. I know, but, see, I know, but they were using that for heat and like, they yeah. did a backstage interview. He goes, we're going to dedicate this to the most important woman here tonight, Ronda Rousey's mother. 
And like they're just riling her up eventually for Rhonda to eventually murder her. Yeah, Rhonda, yeah. Rhonda broke her. And she, you know that uh, there's been like Simone drops she, she picked up uh, Nikki for it and Brie got an apron and she grabbed Brie and put her in it as well and she hit both of them at the same time. Like, you can tell that they were, took a bit while for them to actually get it, but once they actually hit it, once they finished with a fucking yeah. age long setup for it, mm. eventually it looked good. And now Ronda's on to better things at Survivor Series, which takes on Becky Lynch in a champion v champion match. Oh, I but do I do hope Becky Lynch wins that one. She's not going to, but we'll get to that later. She is going to. She's not going to. She is going she's to. Not going to. She is going to. Not going I'll to. bet you a bottle of LD if she does. I don't want a bottle of LD. I do, love. What do you want? I'll bet you a bottle can, of LD and four ciders. Can we come back to very much in Scott's corner on this one? Can we come back to this later? We've got other things to get to. Yes, we've yes, done, yes. we done shite for a while. We've got... Took me longer to get through evolution than I thought it would. <laughs> uh, and then we had the following night, I believe, is when the Roman Reigns situation was officially announced. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, and the unfortunate thing that he's had leukemia since he was 22, then he went away or went to remission, yeah. and now it's back. And he said to. Now, a lot of people were saying that the crowd, but they were chatting, thank you, Roman, when he left. Yeah. Or that were hypocrites, which I don't think is true because. And I'll tell you why, because. When he was a heel in the shield, people liked him because he was a badass. He didn't say anything, but he just beat, beat up people. He kept hitting spear like what he did in Survivor Series when he did yeah. the, the 2014 one where he kept throwing people out. And that seemed real, and that's what they liked about him. But since he turned face, he, he was been, he's kind of, kind of this manufactured, you like this guy, why do we like him? You just do. Yeah. That's why they boom. Whereas this was the first time they've seen some real, because this is real life yeah. stuff. And it's like... Seeing Seth and Dean because apparently they apparently didn't know until he went out that they were. Seth to, looked broken. I Seth was struggling to keep it. Dean was just yeah. barely holding it, but Seth was gone. So he came. He came out the Daily Shield first thing, and he was. He could tell he was. He was red faced. Yeah, apparently Vince, Triple H, Kevin Dunn, Roman, and a few other people knew. Michael yeah. Cole didn't know. Yeah. Most of the roster didn't know. They knew. Like Seth and Dean were heard. Oh, I Roman's having to vacate the title. They didn't tell them why. Hmm. Yeah, but then uh, everybody was you know, thinking wrong, so obviously when Roman comes back, I don't think he can ever be heel again, can nah. he? He wasn't a heel before, but if they ever decided to finally do it when he came back, people are probably going to cheer but, him, they're not. But saying that, saying that, much like when we turned Ambrose heel at the end of that night, and a most insane uh-huh. sort of like, your friend has had to give up it for reals because he's sick. And then they win the tag belt. And then they belt. go out and they win the tag belts as brawlers and the shield. And then immediately Ambrose turns around and fucking decks his partner. A lot of people were against... Uber heat. A lot of yeah. people were against the idea and like, why would you do it? And they're like, well, I'm pretty sure they just talked about it beforehand. We yeah. went and like, they know the show must go on. Yeah. And like, and I think you can tell Rome's going to get that kind of pot. Like if Triple H when he returned in 02, but he'd probably even bigger pot. Yeah. When he comes back, like the, the thing is, though, if he comes back and they decide a couple of months down the line just to go right out of the blue and turn them heel, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. From the kind of the fact the face pop he's going to have when he comes back with heel mm-hmm. turn is going to have to be something severely drastic. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but then again, what people say if he comes back, I think it's best to say when. Now that because I think as a statistic, apparently only like seventy or so percent of people. They get through the first five years of leukemia. He's had it for ten. He had it ten years ago. Yeah. So that's a positive sign, and yeah. obviously it's best to look on the positive that he will be back rather. He than will if be he back. back. I mean, you look at him. He's 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 still a relatively young guy. Yeah, he's like 
31 he's in, he's in really good health you can tell that the looking at the yeah. guy and you know he's 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 got fight in him mm -hmm. you know so yeah. and plus like a lot of people say like as much as it sucks like people some people a lot of people will suffer fear and unless like this or know somebody it will so and that is mm. real and that's why people are behind them yeah you see everybody on twitter for WWE, even there are people from outside like new japan's official twitter account tweeted support for him yeah i've seen that like, even tomaso champa who since turning heel in may 2016 has never broken character he even sent out a picture of roman in the shield with three like heart emojis but they were black so yeah. it was kind of a character kind of wasn't so even he was straight even he was showing support for roman that's cool mm -hmm. yeah. and apparently according to a lot of people roman has been like the locker room leader for a while Mm. And you think so? I think he's kind of settled. He realizes like they want me to be this guy, and I need to act like it. Mm. So I'm gonna say, like when all the things about Enzo being kicked off the bus. Apparently, it was Roman that kept up and went, "You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, well, speaking of locker rooms, watching thing actually on the way up, I was listening to Talk is Jericho because Jericho had his rocket messing rager at sea. <laughs> and he did uh, four live episodes of his podcast, and one of them was with the Bullet Club. Yeah. And uh, he was talking to them about leaders, about who's the leader, and like we never really like, like to see who's the leader. Because then if somebody comes out, first person comes out and say, I'm the leader, you look at them and think, you're not the leader. Like if some, like in, when they talk about locker room leaders, Cody mentions that like, anybody who comes out and says, I'm the locker room leader, like you look at them like, you're not the locker room leader. <laughs> and he and Jericho talked about Punk, apparently used to say openly that he was the locker room leader. And he goes, I don't want to say any names. And Jericho goes, it was CM Punk, fuck it, it's my cruise. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. And he went, and he went, and Punk apparently said one time, Booker T was in the locker room. And Punk said, as locker room can you guys pick out your tray? And Booker T immediately threw his on the floor. <laughs> as I say, like, you're not going to fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. Sounds kind of petty, but also the sort of thing you'd expect from Booker T. Yeah, well, I, I, I bet. Well, considering he, how long he's been around and suddenly he's in the locker room and Punk says, oh, I am the leader around here, like, Fuck off. Yeah. So how would you feel like in your work with someone we mm. prick him with and stuff you'd acting like a fucking hard cunt? Yeah. You, you would take a bit of an offence to him. You would. You know. Yeah. And Jericho said the only person who could really consider them a logging reader and he mentions Kane because he went, Kane's a logging reader because Kane's a mare now and plus Kane's near 7 foot and 300 pounds. If he tells me to pick up my trash, I'll pick it up. If Punk tells me to, I'm going to tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> and fair, fair dues, like... Nah, like Kane. Kill punk. Like, like kill me. Like, just, then he killed me. Then he took slam me. Yeah. Well, don't, speaking don't of. Don't stick your mayoral guns on me. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of which, uh, with Kane, he's probably the Undertaker is coming to the UK with Inside Ropes in the end of April, start of May. And figure he's coming to Glasgow on May 1st. And guess who's going to see him? You. Yes. Cool. It's a QA of a rare out of character appearance from The Undertaker. Like I'm talking about his career and so it is actually Mark Calloway yes. you're waiting to meet. Yeah. Maybe you could get Mr. Calloway to do a soundbite for our show. <laughs> Unlikely, maybe, maybe. because I didn't get the VIP prices for this show were extortionate as fuck. Obviously, it's the end of year. The highest VIP was three hundred and seventy-five pound. The lowest being two twenty. And put and to put that into preventive general <laughs> mission, which is why I got forty-eight quid. God. And I got four though. See, I, I, for, I'm thinking about going to see Mister Hitman in Edinburgh at the Comic Con. That's the morning Sunday, isn't it? Oh well, I'm not Is going it? then. Not on. But anyhow, you have was, to go. You have to get the soundbite, Paul. I don't want to because I'd probably just go there and be. Catty. What kind of soundbite would you get off a of Bret Hart? Where <laughs> you screwed me? It's my belt. <laughs> if you listen to the last one, you always say I just did a do like right, like Bret one happy. 
Happy sound bite. Oh, this is Bret Hart. That was Bret Hart. I have no other tone. I'm better than Triple H. I'm better than everyone. They screwed me. Wow. It's WCW's fault my career was shite. Oh, wait, no. I asked people to hit me harder and Goldberg kicked me in the fucking head. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I had my little medical issue just when Shawn Michaels' career was restarting again. The same year. You know, that was actually 21 years ago this week. Yeah. On Monday, it was 21 <coughs> years since the screw job. Yeah. No, but that, that's an interesting little thing in regards to Michaels and Brett. Mm-hmm. In the year he fell off his bike and had a stroke, yeah. Shawn Michaels' back problem cleared up and he came back to wrestling again. So are you Perfect. claiming that Bret Hart had put some sort of voodoo curse on Shawn Michaels? No. I, I believe the fact that Shawn Michaels had his career come back might have finally been the, the final nail for Bret Hart. I thought you were saying that Shawn Michaels absorbed the literal wrestling ability that was left in Bret Hart. Yeah. He finally vanquished his foe. And that's for, why he wrestles like he does now. For, for, all, the, for, all, the, for, all, the, for all the careers of, the, of my enemies that end, mine becomes stronger. It's like the Highlander, I'm quickening. There can only be one. There can only be one. We were thinking about Jericho. He, he did his cruise from the 27th till Halloween. And then the 3rd of November, he was in Japan defending the IWGP Intercontinental Belt. All in the week where he turns 48. God. Is that all he is? Mm-hmm. Looks but older. Thinking of Jericho being 48, well, it's yeah. just. It's no right. still, like I say, him, Jake Roberts, and fucking Phil Hall, they're all an advert for fucking DDP yoga, the way they look. Yeah. And <coughs> Jericho, like, he beat a guy called Evil, who was, who was in the same group as Naito, the guy he beat for the belt. And they, uh. I like, because the match is up last month, because. Yeah, Evil comes up with all these druids and Jericho dressed up as one of the druids and jumped them in his entrance. <laughs> and uh, I had the match and Naito came after the match and tried to get him to get a rematch. And he said no. Mm. He went, I made you famous. and I made you famous already. If you want to be famous again, find someone else. <laughs> and then New Japan just went ahead and announced the match for Wrestle Kingdom in January. And Jericho said, like, just because you announced it doesn't mean I'm going to accept it. No rematch. <laughs> And it just reminds me of the bit Spinal Tap in Simpson. Good night, Sprung Field. There will be no Uncle. <laughs> good, good night, Japan. There will be no rematch. It does sound very Jericho. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people go because a lot be, most of the fans, like wrestling fans that go to Jericho schools, will be very smarky. Like not to see that as a, in a disparaging way, but somebody sent a tweet saying, "Thank," because it was the same week as Evolution. Went, Thank God Jericho took away all the worst fans the week of Evolution. <laughs> Because the crowd during Evolution, wherever you think of some of the matches, they were hot throughout the entire night, especially during certain matches like the the opening match and the Becky Lynch match. They were, and then they were in New York as well. I think it was Union or Long Island, so New York's always a hot crowd wherever you go. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Well, I had another point, but it's gone now. It's gone. <laughs> gone. Fucked off. <laughs> yeah. The fact that Jericho's still doing this stuff today, that he, the fact that Jericho is looking better than the Undertaker. The Undertaker should not be wrestling. No. Period. No, he's in the best thing. Can I talk about Crown Jewel if we have to? We don't have to. Okay, I'll, I'll run through it quickly. Boyle Lashley Page John Cena and Christina refused to leak to go. A lot of people say it's good, but I think, like, when you think about it, he's got a Hollywood career to protect, so... A Hollywood career? Nah, no, so he's got some uppity opinion about going to 
where he went to. He's just a cunt. Uh, Brian refused to go, so they had his WWE title match on SmackDown. He tapped out to the calf thruster, and then Joe beat him up, and Joe got another title shot, so they could have a WWE title match mm. in Korea because they advertised one. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a sensible thing, isn't it? Spend two or three years battling to get your wrestling career back. Aye. You get a title shot, and you don't want to go do it. Aye. Well, that's just retarded. No, you get yourself pushed in the water again. Cause okay, because a lot of people are thinking, like, right, they really have people in, like, Brian's position tapping out. So the thing, like, they made them do that because you're giving up when you tap out and they're, mm. like, to, they're thinking that's them, their way of showing that they think Brian's a bit of a quitter for not going. He is. Beardy, daddy. You don't fuck with... Mind you, his pals are that silly five-knuckled... Douche, man. So. I think they're only pals because because they were shagging the sisters. Yeah. He shags a bimbo, the other one shagged a bimbo. Are they not married to the bimbos? No, Cena was, was going to marry one of them and then Cena he didn't. went and made a big stupid show of getting engaged to what one was he shagging? Nikki. Nikki. Nikki he made a big whooping show of proposing to her in the middle of the WrestleMania ring mm. then dumped her a few months later. <laughs> Because she could not follow the rules of Cena. <laughs> Tell him he's great every five minutes and then give him a title shot. <laughs> oh, I suppose that is the rules of Cena. Aye. Plus, a lot of people were like, oh, good for them. Like, I'm not trying to be an arsehole here, but I think good for Cena and Brian for no going like, well, they're only going because they're in a position where they can say, no, everybody, there's probably plenty of other guys on the roster who think the same as them, but don't have that luxury. Yeah, like, uh, Randy Orton was interviewed at the by TMZ at the airport when he was on his way to Saudi Arabia. He was asked about it. He goes, mate, he went, man, I got five kids. I need to make money. If they want me to go to Saudi Arabia, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Mm. See, that's the attitude you should have when you work a job like John Cena and Daniel Bryan do. Mm-hmm. They are contracted and they should fulfil contractual obligements. Mm-hmm. Contractual obligements. They should. Yeah. And like somebody, the guy, the same guy <clears> asked him about John Cena. Went, does he still wrestle? <laughs> he's never really wrestled he does a few power moves and then wins yeah I like it when he loses it makes me laugh because I hate him but yeah the whole thing about Saudi Arabia is like I did a whole piece on college about the whole, the controversy and the whole thing but uh I talked one of the guys I talked to about is Kwaku from ESSR and he talked about like little Kwaku when he when you watch that and you watch see there's a lot of families there and a lot of young kids who are going after that and all that what Oh, mm. boo, people, boo families having entertainment. Yes. Fuck me off, man. <laughs> Every time I mention, oh, this is a family show or this thing where these kids were entertained, like, you know everybody what deserves we, you entertainment. You know what, time, I'm just playing with you. You don't need okay, to Everybody deserves entertainment. It's like you said when you, I think when you look at the people in the crowd, and I mentioned this on Twitter, there are a lot of, there are a lot of uh, people there who don't get WWE entertainment as, as often as like people in like America and that would, and so, so to them this is just WWE. This is just the entertain them get a chance to get entertainment they wouldn't normally get, and it's quite talks about everybody no matter where they're from has the right to entertainment. Like it's like a lot of them aren't not everybody in Saudi Arabia is responsible for what happened, just like not everybody in the UK is responsible for what Tony Blair did back in Iraq or yeah. Well, not everybody in the US is responsible for the idiocy that is Trump. Yeah, not everyone's responsible for Trump and not everyone's responsible for Tony Blair crawling up George Bruce's butthole all yeah. those years ago. 
One one your world leader is not your leader of your country is not representative of the entire country. Yeah. There are people who won't who don't support them. God, can you imagine George Bush going? Come on, come on, Tony, get the stick, jump, Tony, come on, jump, Tony. That's a good Tony. This, I think, that, although they did make a mistake though, showing the actual prince in the front row. Yeah, well, was... the guy who ordered the. Oh, well, and they also brought Hulk Hogan back. Yeah, I've seen that. Now, brought him back to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But I heard he got quite a pop. I, jo- I joked that now they are for like, oh, you're in Al- Yokozuna at the last show, and also they didn't realise they were dead. Mm. I, I say, I joked around to her, I said, the only reason Hogan's here is that he's one of the few people they asked for that's still alive. <laughs> he's not dead. Yet. <laughs> Leave but, him alone. He was a... Oh, no, I'm just saying yet. He was a legend of the comically golden era. Oh, all those large, colourful gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I was watching the other day? What? I was watching WrestleMania 5. Uh-huh. Mega Powers Explode. No, no, I, I didn't watch that much. Bores the no, shit I'm just saying that's me. the tagline of the show. Though. Yeah, yeah. But, everybody knows the match between the Rockers and the, the Twin Towers. <laughs> the Big Boss Man and Akeem, the African Dream. Who was white. Yeah, and who whose whole shtick was standing whilst during interviews going... Shucking yeah, down. <laughs> with the slick like, doctor style. I said before, I don't mind having Hogan back in the Hall of Fame and acknowledging his accomplishments because he's one of the ones like you can't ignore how big he was. No, you cannot. I think like, but what's he really gonna add by actually having him making appearances? Well, he's a figurehead, isn't he? Yeah. Like, if you want to make him like make public appearances, like rallies and that as a like, ambassador. Do you know what the most shocking thing about Crown Jewel was? What? If it was the one I think it was, I've seen stills of Shawn Michaels wrestling during that. Yeah. And I can't take him seriously without his hair. Yeah. He's he's got sla- Shawn Michaels with a fucking slap head. I was say, like, I remember he got the hair short, he appeared in the UK tournament with short hair and then moved up to so we showed him he's hanging all off and he's seen with balls and I'm like, what did I miss? When did that happen? Yeah, I mean, look, that, that is Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck that was in the ring. Yeah, yeah. like, if you want Hogan to make appear at, like, rallies now, but why didn't he appear at wrestling shows? What is he really going to add? Like, here in Saudi Arabia, their casuals still have a big pop. What is he going to do? He's going to come out to the same stick that he always did. Yeah. And go home and collect, like, more than the entire roster who are on the show combined. Yeah. Well, maybe it, I do hear rumor that he wants to make another rumble appearance. Please no. I do hear no, rumor of that. And have to no put him gently over the top, like when Undertaker gently had to choke slam that Judgment Day or two. Yeah. Anyway, but, say, that was in two thousand and two as well. You could barely, you could barely take a bump then. He's not going to take one now. Well, I was going to say um, there is rumor, but. God, can you imagine if he got back in the Rumble and then his ego took over and he wanted to win it? Yeah. Can you imagine that? If you don't mind, I'm going to quickly fast forward through the rest of Crunjil and you can give me your thoughts at the end. Okay, one, two, three, fast forward. Rune Stereo beat Randy Orton and... How? <laughs> ...for the roll-up. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I said you can give me your thoughts at the end. Oh, okay. Miz beat Jeff Hardy, they were the Smackdown semi-finalists of the of the WWE World Cup. Yeah. Lashley replaced Cena. He was my pick to win all time. Got beaten the yeah, first round by Rollins. Yeah, I know. Uh, Dolph Ziggler beat Kurt Angle. Uh, 
the bar retained over the new day with Big yes. Show in their corner. Uh, Miz beat Jeff. No, Miz beat Ray. Sorry. And Seth. No, Dolph beat Seth. Yeah. AJ beat Joe. Uh, Braun lost to Brock after 5 FIs and a belt shot from Baron Corbin. God. Uh, Miz. This is a match that started. Both men started fighting. Miz and Dolph started fighting before the match started. Miz tumbles up to the ring, lands in an awkward way. You can tell it's kayfabe. He's not actually hurt. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll never get injured. I can do it. There for you to assault the match. Who jumps in the ring instead of calling to the bags? Shane McMahon. <sighs> Shane McMahon beats Dolph Ziggler. Shane McMahon wins the, the trophy. The Brothers of Destruction lose the DX. The D standing for dads. Yes. And a shit match in which Triple H was probably the best and even, even he wasn't good that good. Kane's mask fell off at one point. Triple H tore his pectoral at one point and finished the match. Shawn Michaels was shit. Yeah. Super kick pedigree on, on I believe it was Kane. DX win. Shawn Michaels busted up his nose and apparently backstage said I'm getting too old for this which means the rumours of him wrestling another match are, are thankfully not true. Yeah. And see that is cringy in about a few minutes. Well, let me so, let me flash forward my summation, okay? Yes, you know, WWE realized. Right. WWE clearly realized we really shouldn't be doing a show, but still, bare minimum, get collect the money, and then afterwards we're probably gonna have to reconsider our deal with these people. And also, apparently, the whole Shane thing was their plan from the beginning. Yeah. Like, like they didn't obviously want to do this tournament. Saudis made them do it because they were angry. Saudis were angry they didn't get the world, the actual World Cup. Yeah. So they thought, what can we do? They were not what they want to turn Shane heel. And they thought, what what can we do that will rile people up and get them really angry with Shane? Let's have him win this tournament. And that's why in the lead up they emphasized the whole best and the world thing. Yeah. So that this outcome would do no people. And apparently in the come and Shane's going to believe the hype and think he actually is the best in the world. Which will cement his heel turn and eventually he'll probably have a match with somebody who will put him in his place. Yes, because he'll try and do that West Coast pop thing, realise he's fucking over 40 and probably kill himself. Oh, he beat Dolph with a really shit looking West Coast pop, that's what he did. Is that what he did? Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't have any other real moves, does he? Not really. I mean, no. he, did, I mean he, did a, he did a decent looking shooting star against AJ, but AJ rolled it the way, so you know. Yeah. But let me sum up quickly, alright? All the other matches aside, which were all gay, you know. The world, the world Cup, pointless, right? Because I mean, even if Shane there was, does, there were some decent World Cup matches like Seth and Dolph are incapable of having a bad. Yeah, match I'm thing. sure they were great matches, but I'm just talking full of summation, right? Mm-hmm. Just because there's a few nuggets of gold in amongst the dirt, you know what I mean? There's, yeah, you know, but and be thankful I use such a clean and non non repulsive analogy there, but. The, the, the culmination of this World Cup was pointless because even in months to come if Shane does turn heel it's going to end up coming to fuck all right mm-hmm. the one thing I can take away from it is you said it took five F5s and a belt shot well well, I uh, Baron came out with a VK belt held the belt up and went to walk out and Dolph I think Braun slammed him on Smutraw so as he went to leave he turned around and whacked Braun in the back of the head with the belt yeah. he had five advice one of them was to the outside by the way yeah well of all, even more right they must just be putting the belt on Brock 
momentarily because we must we, the sound yeah, the, of it we made Braun look hella powerful hella strong because right, he kept kicking out because the whole thing was before the Braun match at me that it was 1F5 and you're done even Braun felt that yeah. now it was two. and apparently it, Braun say, Brock signed a new thing it was going to be yours so Braun beats him in Saudi and Brock goes away yeah. And then they they signed him. He's gonna he's got at least two matches in this new deal. Which one of them is gonna be at Survivor Series, which we'll get to. Yeah. And one of them will either be at the Rumble or at Mania, where he'll eventually drop the belt. But if he but if between then he he has a he feels like doing a UFC fight, he's allowed to. Right. Which maybe because WWE wants that idea, like the idea of Rock walking into a UFC match with the Universal belt and possibly walking it with a with one of UFC's belts. Yeah. And when, apparently the guy Daniel Cormier, he's apparently a big wrestling fan, and he was he's now recently won two belts in the UFC, and he said to it Brock Lesnar, "You feel up to it? Bring that WWE belt with you. I feel like winning that too." <laughs> and, so yeah, apparently the bronze Brock thing is really a reactionary thing yeah. to this whole Roman situation, which is a hell of a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't suppose you've heard any any progress news or progress of Roman's condition at the moment. Not really, no, but. Uh, they are, they are optimistic. I said this statistically, it's it probably is like you'll probably make a he'll come back. I'll be, I'll be really good. I, I probably, but it probably won't be for I, at I, least I, a year. I could see him being it for a year. Like, yeah. like I'm not, I don't know a lot about the but I'm assuming treatment wise, it's not really good for you to immediately jump back into like no. well, especially top and like wrestling. I would assume going through like chemo and shit like that, he's probably going to lose muscle mass and yeah, things like that. that. Really, you know. Really fucks up your immune system for so a while. You're really more susceptible to susceptible to being no well. Yeah, it'll be out for a year, and then it'll probably be a year it'll like take, training take. and rebuild and all that kind yeah. of shit. You know, so I mean, but like you say, he's probably going to come back to one monster fucking pop when he does come back. Is it like and they're saying mm-hmm. you will be back, Roman? Yeah, I'm Skippy. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Well. And uh, the big dog, come on. The, the biggest dog of all the dogs. <laughs> the biggest dog of all the dogs. As as his cool t shirts say, fuck cancer. Oh, yeah. And fuck that bottle I just went <laughs> on. Damn you, bottle. Shame. Uh, I knew I, I knew it was a long shot that Joe would win the belt, but. Kind of hopeful, though, weren't you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you seen a bit where Christie's account turns and goes, You bet all the money you had and bet it on the ho- against the Holland Globe Drivers. I thought the Saints were doomed. Doom. I I tweeted a gif of Chrissy acting angry. Come on, he's spinning the ball on his finger. Acting like of yeah, Chrissy looking angry, but and putting everybody else. So you bet against AJ Styles. I thought Joe was doomed. <laughs> and now officially, this marks one year of AJ Styles being WWE champion. Good on AJ. Yeah. yeah. I can live with him. He's one of those guys. I can live with him being the champion. He's alright. Yeah. Uh, and now they've announced officially Brock versus AJ2 at Survivor Series as part of the whole Raw Smith. Apparently they weren't going to do Raw v Smackdown because originally they didn't like the idea of Roman v AJ. Like, did you not watch the matches in 2016? Yeah. Those some of Roman's best. And uh, and the fact also it was a big surprise back then because AJ was only a few months into the company at the time. Yeah. Yeah, like they didn't like So then they've kind of, again, reaction only with two weeks ago. So now... It's going to be Universal Champion Brock Lesnar v AJ Styles to Ronda Rousey v Becky Lynch. Yeah. Intercontinental Champion Seth Rollins v US Champion Shinsuke Nakamura. That'll be virgin. Oh, Nakamura had a decent match against Rusev on the pre-show of Crown Jewel for the US belt. Yeah. So it's a match. It was obviously Lana didn't come out with him. Yeah. Oh, but uh, Renee Young was on commentary. Yeah. Covered up, but 
like kill people were saying like oh W shouldn't go to this place like maybe like, and yeah their human rights compared to us aren't good yeah but you can't just say to them don't tell them like how to live their Do life their thing. And, like we don't agree with their customs but we can't ultimately go in there and say change this because yeah. that's what Tony Blair tried to do in Iraq. Like, don't do this thing. Yeah. Don't have these weapons here that we claim that they're there. Those, those invisible pretend mm-hmm. weapons which gave you an excuse yeah. to go into the country. Yeah. Sorry for us getting, like, political, really mm. political here, but, like, the whole Vision 2030 thing is the reason it's called that is because they know it's going to take a while for things to change socially. Yeah. Like, small thing, like, what first show had no men, now we have a woman commentator on, which they've apparently been campaigning to let the series let them do since September. Yeah. So, like, small changes, like, like has everyone forgotten the phrase Rome wasn't built in a day? Yeah. <laughs> like, when did that stop having yeah. any meaning? Little bits, yeah. little steps. Yeah, we don't agree with it, but, you know, maybe, you know, you have to think they are trying. The money is a big thing for them, Pro. Yeah. You have to think they're a business at the end of the day, and they have to make decisions that are best for them. Yeah, Vince needs to get that billion back in secure. And, uh... Obviously, I think with the new TV deal coming next year, they're going to try and probably reconsider the whole Saudi thing. But I think the fact that the thing controversy happened so close to current deal, they thought yeah. we made a commitment. We have to go ahead and do this now. I must, I must say, though, well, I did talking about money. I found out something that made me happy already. Uh-huh. Well, you know, net worth wise, uh-huh. Stone Cold is worth more than John Cena. Oh, I by imagine. at least five mil. Well, I can imagine like Stone Cold's. A lot of people still know who Stone Cold is, even if they don't watch wrestling anymore, they still yeah. remember him. Aye. But do you know what else gave me a hell of a chuckle? Uh-huh. The old million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Uh-huh. You know what his net worth is? A million dollars. Of course he is. Yeah. So he I, is I, the I million dollar man. I was like, ah, cool. Also, uh, there will be the SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the bar, Seamus Hour against new Raw Tag Team Champions, the authors of Pain. Yeah, when did uh, that happen? Uh, on the Manchester Raw, just um, Rollins came out with the IC belt. Was that both. was that a proper uh, Raw? It was in yes, Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you must tell me about that because well, I haven't I'm, seen the match, but I hear about it. Apparently, Rollins came out with both the tag belts and the IC belt, and apparently, because obviously Ambrose has turned on, he was left to fight both of the authors of Pain by himself, and they're big boys. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. And so yeah, I think we asked by him handily as much as Rollins tried the AOP one. Yeah. And I think apparently they're the first NXT call-ups to win the Raw Tag Team titles. Good shit. Peace with them. And yeah, because the first NXT call-ups to win the SmackDown were, I believe, American Alpha. Yeah. So yeah. Did they not win the SmackDown titles? Yeah, that's what I said, the SmackDown titles. For a little NXT, while. Yeah, they were, that's what I said, they were the first NXT call-ups to win the SmackDown belt. Yeah, and Alpha's Payne are the first Raw to win the Raw ones. And apparently Jordan is the first guy to win the NXT SmackDown and Raw Tag belts. Yeah. Two we the first two we gave were the raw one with Seth. Yeah. So that's that's a cool we did. But you know, don't say you don't learn anything. Well that's good. So was there any do you know of any more noise from Ambrose? Yeah, apparently Ambrose did attack him after the match and I have a feeling he'll get involved in the Nakamura match because I had a rumor like I see a rumor match of a match for Mania which may imply that the Ambrose Rollins should all end before Mania yeah. of a fatal horror for the world for the universal title of Brock Mania Brock Braun, Drew, and Seth. That thing I match, that would... I'm never going to get the one I want to win winning <laughs> that match. Mm. I, I, I just know it in my soul. Because you know who I want to win. Yeah, you want Drew. Of course I want I Drew to win. Yeah, of course. He's our guy, man. <laughs> you know, he's our guy. <laughs> and we, we have had an African-American world champion... We've had an Irish world champion. 
We have not had a Scottish world champion yet, goddammit. Mm-hmm. We've had a Scottish intercontinental champion, and maybe he might be Scottish intercontinental champion, even though he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had a Scottish tag team champion twice, Bobby and Drew. Aye. With a Scottish NXT champion. Aye. Come on, Drew, you've got one next step up. You've done everything else, get that one. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, Elsa. Aye. <laughs> and uh, there will also be three on three five on five matches. A five on five men's raw team. We've been doing five on five women's one and five on five tag teams. That's going to be an awful lot of. Aye, that's, that's seven matches. Obviously, so also the winning score is going to be forty three to whichever brand wins and. Made some moves to who's going to be on each team. Corbin's the captain of the team, Rob, but he's not wrestling. So say he's the GM. And he's picked weirdly Braun. You know, he wants to kill him and spent the whole of that Raw chasing him around the arena trying to get him <laughs> before, he, before he managed to just barely escape in his car. <laughs> like he was being interviewed in a storage closet. And Charlie Cruz goes, Why, do you have, why are you conducting this in a storage closet? Why did you say that? Now, now we're on camera. Now Braun knows where I am. And he immediately ran to his car. Right, so him, Braun, Drew and Dolph are the first three members of Team Raw, the other two still be announced. Yeah. And all five members of that and really co-captains, Miz and Brian. Right. I with Shane, Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe as their team. Jeez. You know, uh, one of the best things about of, of uh, Shane's whole win is because uh, Miz wrestled two matches before getting injured saying that trophy is two-thirds mine. <laughs> and then later on called himself two-thirds the best in the world. Because <laughs> of course he fucking did. Yeah. The women's team is supposed to be, be captained by Charlotte. Right. Uh, and because of Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, and apparently Sonya Deville. Fair, fair, fair dues to her, but she's kind of, you can tell like, how much she stands out against the others. Yeah, she'll like, probably be the sole survivor. Like, it's one of the Sesame Street things, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and the Rod, like the list, like Corbin's not wrestling, but is the captain of her team. Because she's on. Because she's injured, person. yeah. And. Well, she could be fit by then, but I doubt it. So I don't know who else is in the team yet. I'm assuming, like, like the Nia and probably Mickey James in that open because they're Mickey James is obviously well aligned with, like, the social want to put her in. And they're doing a 5 and 5 tag teams one. And I have more faith in SmackDown than Raw on this one because SmackDown, they're in a match between the New Day and the Usos. Right. To see, and the, the both teams will be on the team. But I haven't seen who won it. Apparently, the winning team got the right to captain them. Yeah. So they have already they two teams. They have Gals and Anderson. Uh, Two, whatever two members of Sanity they want to use yeah. and the Colognes whereas Raw, they only have one sh- really shit team in that and that's the Colognes whereas Raw has the Revival who's the only team that are really worthy of captaining them because yeah. he'll be already in a match and after other than who do you have Slater and Rhino The Ascension Gable and Jordan if they're still a thing no, sorry, Gable and Rude who have been a makeshift team yeah. and who's even the fifth team I don't know if there is a fifth team like they could have had Breeze Angle, but Fandango's injured, and I don't know if he's still injured. Yeah. So, like, who the fuck are you going to get for your next team? So if SmackDown don't somehow win that match... The B-team? Oh, I fucked the B-team. Because they just disappeared since they... Yeah. They just disappeared since they w- lost. lost the tag titles. Yeah. They were getting a nice little head of steam on them as well. Yeah. Shame, what? Yeah. B-team, B-team, go, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved him. Yeah. Come yeah. on, go, go, go. go. <laughs> anyway, anywho, yeah, so, so Survivor Series, like, I just like, everybody was somehow shits and uh, Crown Jewel wasn't it, you know, and it was, but I just sent it to her. So Survivor Series looks good. <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty good now, huh? Because it, it does actually. <laughs> 
And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Tico War Wargames. I'll quickly run in what's the name of this. The survivors that you sent there going, look who's come crawling back now. Your crowns will look pretty shit now, doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, they were going to put it off like, oh my, if everyone goes, oh my god, survivors was good. And like, see, it was all part of the plan. We meant that crown jewel to be shit. <laughs> we had, we'd done the shitty thing just so the survivors series would be awesome. And so the Tico War Wargames card is to be the Wargames match, obviously. The 4 and 4 team of the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Versus the team of the War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne. So they went back to the to the two teams against each other rather than three teams to three that they did last year. Cool. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa will defend the NXT title against the Velveteen Dream. It's a really hard one to call that one. But you know who you want to win. I know win. who I want to win, but... It's a heart and a head situation there. Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember a wee while ago, Dream put a, a picture up of Ciampa's like, logo, that we, kind of a drawing of his face that was on one of his old t-shirts, yeah. but he painted it in like purple. He goes, I call, went and put the Velveteen Dream glasses on, and he goes, I call this one transitional, <laughs> as in a transitional champion. We have also the Shane Basel match I, I teased. Matt Riddle's first big takeover match yeah. will probably be against Cassius Ono. So, cool. be, so Ono, known for his throwing elbows, Riddle being a former UFC fighter, you know they're going to not want to of each other. Yeah. And uh, Alistair Black will be challenging the man who attacked him. Who? Johnny Gargano. Oh. Gargano revealed himself to be the guy who attacked him. Is he that bald, crazy-looking guy? No, that's why Sullivan. No, Johnny's the guy who was going up against Tommaso all the... Johnny Wrestling, oh. who's now turned, he's like, Stuart Nicky Cross, Skeptis and NXT, I know who did it, but wouldn't tell anybody who it was. And then during our matches, the lights went out and the lights came back on, and Alice Black was sitting in the ring cross legged, mm-hmm. just whispered her, Tell me. And she whispered it in his ear, and obviously we didn't know. And then he came out the next week, kicking security guards, and went up to Ego and went, Where is he? And mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know who you're talking about. And he turns around, jerking out a super kick, so he just picks him out and goes, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And then he cut this phone promo. Which ended up sitting cross-legged, but so he feels still at the exact same spot where he took it black, where black was found, and he essentially said uh, the reason, really, the reason everybody thought it was is that he took him out so he'd have a better chance of beating Champ on his own. Yeah. And uh, see, he's one of the things where he still sees himself as the good guy in the situation, but he just realizes he had to lower himself a bit to get what he wanted. Mm. So yeah, that's. Two stacked cards, I think that's going to be a good weekend. That's that's next weekend, so fucking, it's coming up fast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realise how great. And uh, before we get into Frasier, we've talked a lot but, about wrestling, but I'm hope I'm thinking we already did a Survivor Series a few weeks back. I think we could do another one next week and then also the following week review this year's Survivor Series. I think we could. I think we could. We are not doing, however, Survivor Series next year. I don't care if it was the anniversary this week. We're not doing it. I don't want to do it. Survivor Series what? 97, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it? Because what more can we say that hasn't been said already? It's not what we can say. No, I don't think there is really. Sure, I mean, I really do much... you know, honestly, if you if you take out the screw, screw job, it's actually a no bad Survivor Series. I'd much rather do something else to be honest with you, like 98 or 96 well, maybe. Why not 96? That was a great one. Yeah, I was going to say, if I said that or night, either two great. Great one. I don't think Sid has ever got a bigger pop when he did that night. Yeah. So you want to do 96? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're doing 96. We're doing 96. And the end of the next week's episode, we'll 
do a, we'll do a quick prediction for uh, Survivor Series if you want to do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Sure. So now, episode of Fraser, hopefully we should have hopefully have done last week with timing wise because given for reasons we'll lay out in the in a minute, this is the finale of season one. My finale. My topic. This is Scott's favourite one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my favourite one too. But you like where you're going to up a little bit more, don't you? No, no. It's kind of my favourite one too. Oh, I always thought you liked it, yeah. No. I find I find Fraser Cringe the awful zaniest one of the season. But that one with co- my coffee with Niles is definitely the best one. <laughs> Let's get into it. Opens in Cafe Nervosa, and I say opens, the whole episode is in Cafe this Nervosa. This is the one episode, well, one of the few episodes that's based purely in the one location. And there's another episode which I'll briefly mention, The Dinner Party, which is also one of my favourite episodes for this, for the same reasons that yeah, I'll be yeah. for this episode. But anyway, so, My Coffee with Niles opens with... Niles on the phone, trying to calm Maris, who has lost her way in her large home again. Yes. And uh, when he gets when he gets off the phone, Fear goes, Maris lost again? Yes, poor dear wanders in the kitchen man, so he had to guide her back to the living room. <laughs> and then the place is obviously packed, they can't get a table and now I've been and he looks over the window where they usually would sit, he goes, Yes, uh, I've been sitting I've been giving them dirty looks but they haven't budged. Show Let's me. See look. Go so, there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen that the look he gives them, he looks more constipated than anything else. Does a little, but that's Niall's angry look. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not the most intimidating person. The Rangers comes over tells them their special are Kenyan and was it Kenyan and Colombian? Kenya and Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe latte. And uh, uh, Fraser orders a Zimbabwe latte. Yeah. And he's got and now order a Kenya cappuccino, and that'll become a major point in this is it, episode. Is it not Lee? Is it the one? I, don't I believe. I believe. I'm not believe. Fraser orders a cappuccino because he gets a frothy coffee. No, it's. it's no, it's Fraser gets the latte. Fraser gets the latte, I believe it's Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe latte. Yes. And Niles orders to get Kenya cappuccino. Yes. And know, we're arguing, we're so stickler for detail, we're arguing yeah. about the coffee. <laughs> Who has what caffeinated beverage? As, as my favourite wrestler would say, you think this is about coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Classic Kane reference there. Come on, you got to give me that one. Oh, don't, don't act like you're not. Don't act like that wasn't funny. Somebody out there laughed at that. <laughs> Somebody out there other than me laughed at that. I'm laughing. <laughs> yes. You want a slap? <laughs> hey, come on, you fucker. Right. Go on. So yeah, they get a coffee. They can't even get a table in there. They go to sit outside. Aye. No, actually before that, Razor, no, Niles goes into the bathroom and talks about how they got a new hand cream. It's far too oily. So then to rewash his hands, and that's when the that's the when the hand arches to break down. How do you get through the day? Yeah. <laughs> and then they both try and shoot in the the people dirty looks, and then it looks like the table's free, and then someone else takes it. Someone budges out, and they're like, ah. And I go, oh, that's good. Why don't we sit outside? What is it? Nail says I'm He's feeling. Like, I'm feeling Al Frisco. How does Mister Frisco feel about that? Aye, very much a dad joke that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but before they go to say before I mentioned that's when if you're looking for your lighter, well it's right here. I am looking for my lighter. Right here. Thank you. Scott. Before the whole thing of him going in the bathroom, uh, Fraser mentions it's one year since Since his 
returning from Boston. Yes, and he goes, "Wow, one year." And that's why it would have been perfect if we had done that last of the last I week. I know. And I think it's probably better. Actually, in certain ways, it's better than we did this episode this week because this deserves more of a review and discussion rather than just a commentary. Nothing against the commentary we did. You are partly focused on talking about it and partly focused on watching it, where it yeah. just deserves the attention. This deserves the appropriate discussion. I see it deserves attention to fight the fact we we forgot about the part that we meant to mention before about it being one year. <laughs> don't let them know. <laughs> they need to think we we don't make mistakes here. Yeah, they need to think we are professional. I think they that illusion was shattered long ago. That was your fault, though. <laughs> Yeah, one year. <laughs> it seems like only yesterday Dad moved in with you. Oh, how you can have a completely different meaning of that. <laughs> or no. Yeah, it's, like, it's funny how two different people can have two completely different opinions of it. <laughs> and then when they move outside, Niles has to ask him, are you happy? Like, are you happy? And he pauses and Niles questions him again because he pauses like, it's a loaded question. No, it's not. Are you or are you not happy? <laughs> are you happy? No, no, but we're not talking about me, we're talking about you. And if you're defects by you, you're like, well, I still let my only brother tells me he's not happy. Mm-hmm. Why? And he talked about some uh, yeah, he's documentary. Like, he's like, I was watching a documentary on PBS. And this poor boy, with a look of such happiness on his face, and a simple pair of shoes. In my whole life, I've never experienced that kind of happiness. Not even when I bought these $400 Bruno Mollies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like them? Well, yes. How about the Tesla's? I've never uh, been a Tesla guy. Yeah, but nevertheless, they're there. <laughs> Although he seems so genuine, and then says, "Yes, and I bought these four hundred dollar parachutes." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I've got my health. I've got I'm happily married to a beautiful woman." And then just like, "Did your eye just move?" No, don't think so. No, you said you like my Maris. <laughs> That's a different thing you're thinking of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Maris, like. The more comfortable kind of look. No, so he's got his money, he's got his wife, and he goes, yeah, you're, you're wondering, you've been wanting to ask me years, did I marry Maris for the money? Well? No. I resent that. Nice. I did not marry Maris for the money. It's just a delightful bonus. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a roaring romance. More comfortable. I heard it was a lot like that in the Hitler household in the <laughs> end. <laughs> Don't reflect to me. Are you happy? <laughs> well, and then Roz yeah. makes her appearance. He's like, God damn it. You know, and she's yeah. bitching about men, as Roz usually does. No, no, she's not, no, no, she's not bitching. That's later. She comes in, she goes, uh, and I was like, what are you doing here? Well, they're offering free frying lesson. <laughs> I came here for coffee. Yeah, yeah. She wanders and she's like, bye, Roz. Yeah. Hey. I, I don't think she likes me. Not a question of whether or not she likes you. She despises you. Why should I warrant such hatred? I don't barely acknowledge her existence. They could make Bill Allen something, Sherlock. Uh-huh. And she said uh, she's meeting some new weather guy, I think it was. She goes, she, she, he caught me watch, walking around when he bent over near the coffee. Ah, love at first sight. <laughs> yeah. And she gets, she manages to get a table as well when they go back in for that. He goes, is it raining? No, God is crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then they notice you go to like, how oh, she she making a table so quickly? But then we spot one and Niles kind of runs and barges a guy out the road to get it. Yep. He's like, good so he, job, Niles. I think I just wanted more than he did. And he looks at the guy. Wow. He is handsome. Did you say wow? Yes. Don't think I've ever used the word wow when describing a man before. 
Well, that means anything. Oh, yes. it's death. You're gay, you're gay, man. man. Your life with Maris is a complete lie, and you should have come out of the closet years ago. So I said that, or were you? And because every day, like, Bruce is gay in real life as well. Yeah. And it's just, I love that, but that usually because of how Frazier says it, means you're gay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Such a gravitas to yeah. it. Means you're a gay, gay man. man. <laughs> He's like, so he asked, he goes around oh. and asks him again. Does oh, he not? I, before that, we've missed something too of a reoccurring theme. First, the woman brings them back the coffee. It's not decaf, in the bit. It's not got little fat milk in it. Yeah, Fraser's constant critique of the mm. cup of coffee. And all of towards the end, he gets fewer and fewer words into his explanation before the woman annoyingly, and more looking more and more exasperated. The more she takes it back, and like you say, the ever rotating cast. Usually, even though she doesn't do much apart from main, I mean. Most DC of ours in this episode, the one who plays the waitress. The waitress, yeah. I think she's one of my favourite of the, uh, the, wait, the cafe uh, ever rotating cast yeah. characters. Because you had her and you had Eric or Red. Aye, the guy that dated Daphne and then yeah. talked to her. I've heard uh, his music. Yeah, and you had Dad, the large gentleman whose arm, who doesn't flinch when his arm touches the steamer nozzle. <laughs> we got time yet, or is it weird? Why? Where is that? To Justin Bucks. <laughs> But anywho, yeah. Then he tries to ask me again, but then uh, no, actually, they look at the and look at the rain and goes, "No, Dad asked, asked Dad for a brown muffin the other day. And what he said? He said, "What's the magic word?" Didn't think it was very funny when I said rest home. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, "That reminds me, are you happy?" And he goes, "Well," and then that's when they come in. <laughs> Is it Martin and Daphne come in? And Martin's grumbling. And then the woman comes over and says to him, we don't allow dogs. Yeah. And he pretends. <laughs> I love that. He's like, sure, we don't allow dogs in here. What? <laughs> he pretends to be blind. And I, I think it's where it's where a few times in this series and then later to kill him. And now Martin's always pre- preaching to the guys about yeah. what right and wrong and having values what they should be doing as a father. And, they, and yet he's pretending to, like, just so he can sit with his dog in a calf. <laughs> Like, it's not, you're a police officer, man. Well, there's, there's little white lies, and then there's... Well, then there's know, pretending to be disabled, essentially. He's just pretending to be blind, so his poor little doggy doesn't have to go out in the rain. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an honourable thing. You see how I can Is justify it? Though, it? You surely have different ideas of what's right and wrong here. Yeah, we do. As if that wasn't already <laughs> clear. We do. And then... Uh, we should have had an what does Daphne call an umbrella in this? A bumber shoot. Hey, you didn't you the your fault for not coming out without your bumber shoot. It's called an umbrella, you speak English, don't you? <laughs> and then uh I love, I love it. He sits down, he's like, uh, we're gonna get you coffee, black, nothing in it. We have two special coffees today. Okay, I'll, I'll surprise, surprise you. you. <laughs> yeah. And he uh he goes well, two of us fought. One of us has been dragged out by our colour. I said I didn't want to go. Yeah, you think it's going to be anybody. <laughs> yeah, I said I didn't want to come in the first place. It's, 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 it's the whole thing with this episode, especially that joke, the simplicity of it, that's what's yeah. so good about it. But they set you up and then they... T- and then there's the toast sweat. Yes. You heard Dad... When you leave us hot toast on the counter, at least drops of residue. Have you not heard Dad's rector on toast sweat? Scourge of our time. <laughs> But he's in a funny mood and he's he's been bitching at Daphne and then we realise it's because we'd forgotten. No, that's his... later. Oh, I've done it again. I'm jumping ahead. No, it's such a good episode. There's so many moving bits. You keep getting confused. You do. Luck. You do. Anyway, they have an argument, the same argument they've been having for a while because Frazier finishes dead sense because he's dead. 
if I'm good enough to get down here on my own, I can find a place on my own and Fraser's just finishing these sentences like he's like, Oh dad, really? Oh, that's just your brother's smart eyes way of saying he's heard this all before. And Mary Niles at one point just goes, But Dad, how about those mariners? Shut up, Niles. <laughs> His attempt at talking sports. <laughs> you know you know secretly he's glad so he didn't have to talk about the mariners because yeah. he doesn't know anything. It's just the way he clips. He's like, hey, Dad, how about those Mariners? Shut up, Niles. <laughs> yeah. And if you'll notice, Fraser's little disdainful glance at him at the same time. He's like, mm-hmm. sake, uh-huh. you shut up. Then he, then he leaves and then uh, Daphne goes to le- go after him and do it. And, do it. and uh, uh, Niles goes, here, take my bummer shoot. <laughs> oh, at least someone appreciates my mother tongue. Oh, I always have an ear for your tongue. I else. <laughs> oh no, it's so what creepy. Let's let's change the conversation back. Eric. I said no. He uh, he was going. Want another coffee? I'm still waiting on my first. Yeah. And he brings something like, let's change it to something light and frothy. Like, let's change it to something bright and frothy. Okay. Are you in love with Daphne? <laughs> it's just, that's a, that's a little. That's a little bit more frothing than I expected. Well. <laughs> I don't know, Larry, are you happy? Why did you have to hire Venus herself? Couldn't you have hired some Eastern Middle European scrub woman? Sorry, I'll be all out that day. The Olympic year. <laughs> I don't Fraser, know. she lights a fire in me I've never felt before. Are you thinking of leaving Harris? I would never do that. Oh, so I Do you see. want you to stay with Maris? But have an affair with Debbie? Yes. yes. Can I do that? No, no. you cannot. I didn't oh. think I could, but you got my hooks up. <laughs> then, then, then Niles tries to turn it around and say... And related back to the are you happy? Yeah. Well, I and I think I think it's before this or after this, but they mentioned thing about when we would have been happy was I I have nothing to worry about. Like no you wonders. No, I said no it's half dust now, yeah, yeah. we'll get to that bit. Right. It, like, it was a good bit, but I didn't know where it came in there like when Feature goes to the answer again, uh they get interrupted by uh Martin. No, it was uh Ross like ah oh, crap. What happened? He didn't want to date me. He wanted to convert me. I'm not against religion. I'm, I, I embrace men of all faiths. I'm anti medical. If only it stopped there. Yes. <laughs> and she went, there's a few handy men in my building. I. I'm going to go home, put on a negligee, and rip on my faucet. You think she's joking, don't you? <laughs> Just a shock. <laughs> Anyways, I, I feel for Roz. I haven't been burning up in the dating scene. Probably had to buy myself a furry dog and. Furry well, dog and move Frederick. Frederick. You don't have to worry about that now. Frederick should start worrying, worrying about, about that. that. That's the valid thing of it. And then they finally tried again. Oh, and then I think one more time. He goes, is there cinnamon in this coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another rotation of the coffee. Yeah. There's no other one I can think of. And he goes back. And then, okay, they're finally going to get an answer to this question. And Martin Niles goes back. And then Niles just says, oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah, he's like, oh, for Pete's sake. And then they do. That's when they do the whole birthday thing. Yeah, he's like, he just is like, I'm sorry, I've been so harsh, and people forgot it was my birthday. And then, and then Niles is like, Of course it was. We we knew that if we threw the party on your birthday, it wouldn't have been a surprise. So surprise. Oh, it was worth a shot. <laughs> anyway, and but Martin's not that fussy. He's like, I missed enough of your birthdays you're until to miss one of mine. Yeah. And but they want to make up from they say, Well go wherever you want where you you instantly knew they're gonna regret that statement as soon as they say and he's it. like, Well, let's go to Hoppy's old Heimberg and like, Ah, German food, Octaliba. And then uh, Daffy wants to say, Oh, German food. Back in back in the still 
with but Jerry's Twat. Jerry's Twat this year and they're still laughing at us. <laughs> and then uh, Niles has to leave. Then he has to... Re- no, he goes with yeah. Mark because he wants the other man left. He goes with all of them. He goes with them and they go He says something before he leaves. I don't... Oh, oh, I always appreciate like... getting coffee with you. Yeah. But then they go all, all off. I'm assuming they prepare for the evening's dinner. Yeah. Well. And Fraser's sitting there just pondering the day's questions and conversation. And then that's when the waitress comes and asks them. And she says, like, look, no cinnamon, no nothing, no fat, decaf, nothing inside. Are Latin. you happy? In the grand scheme of things? Yes, yeah. I am. Yes, I am. And she finally goes away. Oh, there was one point where I think it was when Martin got his coffee and she helped put his, hat, put his hand on it. <laughs> and then she, he, Fraser asks her, what about my coffee? Oh, we've got a team of specialists working on it. <laughs> but then he finally goes, and he's calmly just... It looks like that's all said done. Then during the credits, he sips it. And he, he notices something. It looks like a wee bit of then when I looked at you, he put his hand in he yeah. like he and he calls the woman over and she then takes it away. He looks yeah, so like a cinnamon stick or some such yeah. in it. And he said and he said that he didn't, the reason he couldn't give his dialogue is he had to be back at the radio station or something. So I was like, I think like, why don't you just go? Do they not have coffee at the station? Yeah. But mind you, I'll say, if he did have coffee at the station, why would he be going to Cafe Nervosa when you think about it? Very true. Yeah, see anything. Or but why don't you just order a regular coffee? That was, quite, if we're on to summations now, I would have to say that on the scale of the whole first season, that is without a doubt the episode of the first season. I would I would, I would find it hard to disagree with that. Yeah, because it, it, it has all the right Fraser notes, you know, it has the Fraser and Niles, it has the sort of, it has the softer moments, it has the funnier moments, it has every element. Has continuous like plot lines going yeah, through it and yeah. reoccurring me bits. Yeah. And, uh, and it just shows you how good a show Fraser is. Like we can just be sat for yeah. an entire episode in, in a cafe location. and still make it awesome. Yeah, of course. You know? And much like the episodes like I think you were gonna mention, the dinner party. Yeah. It's like what, we always see like they always say we're gonna hold this event and then it will transition to that event. But we never but see the prep. We never show how much effort actually goes into it. Yeah. And uh, how much Ben and Shea and how much they want to be like perfect. God, can you imagine that? If we had someone that was going to guest on our podcast and we called them, they're like, oh, Scott and Paul want you to be on the podcast. What one? Oh, you get one, you get that old one. Like, <laughs> you're the other one. You're the other one. <laughs> you're the other one. Paul. You see? You've always been the other you, one. You heard what they said? You get that? You get Scott? You, no, you get Paul? You get that Scott as well? <laughs> she did not say that. I am not the other one here. You are the other one. You've always been the other one. <laughs> I don't mean... I'm sorry about that. But no, a fantastic episode. And I assume you agree with me in giving it a solid... Double thumbs double up. Double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Double thumbs up. And it just shows, like you said, how the strength of the, the character and the performances and also the rating that, like you said, how zany like the other before was. Yeah. And like a lot of Frasier episodes kind of get in these daft over the top situations they find themselves in the yeah. characters find themselves in and that's good, all well and good but it shows how good they are that they don't need, need that, to need that like they can do it simply with as limited locations as possible they can still pull out a cracker of an episode yeah so that's definitely and that is why this is definitely one of my favourite episodes I don't have a favourite of all time is what I don't think you really it, ought to see him people he's, he's so animated about this episode it's kind of cool actually Thanks. very cool <coughs> sorry no he's got some good music there but I think this is probably the most animated I've been about a Fraser episode since we started this is yeah because it, it you've, you've kind of like we've finally got to talk about like, the one I like here like, oh 
I think I'm going to do a thing. I do I do this thing every now and then. I do a thing during Christmas where normally do I watch all the certain Christmas movies that you watch every year because Christmas is Christmas Carol. Obviously. Ooh. I always save that for Christmas Eve, obviously. Like the rat, not the, like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. People tell me things, it's too early. Have you been to your, your local shop? Any kind of shop? <laughs> some of my some of my good neighbours already have good Christmas stuff. I know, up. my mum came home from work last week to went, we can sell the buggers in the road already putting the tree up. Yeah. <laughs> Our brother, he works in Asi, he tells me, the day of Halloween, that's when they start bringing the Christmas stuff out so they don't have to do it the next day. Jesus, man. It's yep. ridiculous, that. I know. But uh, yeah, most of the hell, most of the stores are already selling Christmas. Why can we talk about it? But I'll, as well as watching all the movies, I usually would watch. I try to watch things like Christmas specials of old TV shows. Yeah. And like or or of my my favorite TV. And I have to say this year, I'm gonna watch all the Fraser Crane Christmas specials. Yay! That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. Like. I'm I I am going. I intend this Christmas to watch the two Ronnie's Christmas specials because I like them. Yeah, I don't know if I've watched all of the do you know he's like Christmas I've seen sketches but yeah. Mm. I may watch some of the still game Christmas specials oh, I've, as well. I've actually got a DVD that has both the Christmas specials and the Ho- two Hogney specials on. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. See, see how excited we're getting we're acting like yeah. kids ooh. Yeah. Christmas television. Yay. Because uh, what are you gonna do at Christmas talk to people? <laughs> I intend to do the same thing at Christmas I always do. Deal with Christmas. And deal with eat it. a lot. What about that? That'd be deal with Christmas. Well, that's what that's what you do when you pass there. You deal with it. <laughs> yeah. You enjoy the joy in the faces of your children and your kin. Mm-hmm. And then you get yourself a good drink, a big plate of fucking food. You pig out and you vegetate on the couch. Wherein lies the joy of the thirty-plus Christmas? Scran and Bevy and Delhi. Done. And um, we're done with Paul's p- public service announcement. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, before we finish up, we're heading into a new year of the podcast. We're heading into season two of Season Frasier. two, volume two. Season two of Frasier. Are there any episodes, like, I knew starting season one, the episodes I wanted to, I was looking forward to, like the ones we've just been talking yeah. the last couple of weeks. Are there any episodes in season two in particular you're you're looking forward to? Mm, well, um, the matchmaker I like. That's a good one. That's quite a funny one. It's a good one. And I think if I'm right, in season two there is also the Dukes we hardly knew you. Yeah, it's a few episodes after that. And I believe there is also one where we go ice fishing in season two. I believe that. Pretty sure it is because Fraser still has long hair then. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the episode, but I know that one. And also, we have our first of uh, appearances from the old cast from Cheers. I believe Sam is the first to show yeah, up. Yeah, Sam. Accurately titled the show where, well, actually, where technically, Sam shows up. Technically, you actually say the first person to be Cheers to show up was Lilith. In season technically. One, when she showed up in season one. Technically. Yeah, she was introduced in Cheers, as was Fraser. So you know, you think about it. Yeah, but the original cast member yeah, of Cheers of course, is Ted Danson. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do love it when he's kind of flirting with Daphne. Uh-huh. He's like he's ta- he's taking he's taking, he he's taking classes. Did he miss a lesson? <laughs> Fraser, he is flirting with our Daphne. Yeah. 
I don't know what you thought, but I think it's been a strong episode for the start of our new year. I think so. I but think so, definitely. We even lot. had Brian chit chat on it, too. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. He's gone now, but you know. Yeah. Did, he... we, did we actually even acknowledge that Brian was gone? Did we? we didn't, but I mean, people knew he wasn't chit chatting. They didn't no, think no, he was like, dead or something. I was thinking that Brian's like, no, he's not chiming in. <laughs> he had to go away and collect my son from the school. That's fine. Because we were busy working. So far, we didn't get a chance to use a song because I was uh, so I was so like hell bent on using yeah maybe you were hell bent on using celebration which was a great song yeah great song but you but, had a song you played some songs for us before yeah and you you said you're gonna before that before that show me and Craig enjoyed them and you said you were gonna use one of them I am I, and I, am. I hope it's the one I'm thinking of that you're Well, I have one I want to pick, but what song of Where's would you like to pick? Well, you want to tell people who it is you're... Well, the band I'm going to pick for this particular episode is Psycho Stick. And who are Psycho Stick? Psycho Stick are just really fucking funny. You'll like them. They're kind of a comedy heavy metal band, would that? Yeah, or we very much like, are. You, you compare them to, like, Tenacious D when well, you told us about it. kind of Tenacious D, like, but better. Yeah. You know, because Tenacious D is shit compared to them. And like the episode, you I assumed you were gonna choose was the count to four, the no. the bodies parody. I'm thinking, I'm picking thinking with your D. All right, I was gonna choose the, the four one, but I think we can go with that one. Thinking with your D. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I think we had a strong, quite well packed episode of, the first episode of season. I keep saying it was a season two, or we don't have seasons. This is a, it's a new year podcast wise from where sorry, we started a year ago. This is we're, year we're moving, two. Year moving. two. Year two. Woo! Okay. Okay, I'll get you set. First set, I guess, of a new year for us. And next week, we're going to be talking about Survivor Series 1996 next week. Set. And then we're, I'm assuming, the events of Survivor Series and Tokyo War Games will give us a lot to talk about the following week. Plus, I'm going up to my friend Dave and all the. We're having a big boost party for all the guys the ESSR coming up to watch TakeOver Wargames, so I'm sure there'll be some drinking and fun stories for me to tell from that experience. You won't bring me any booze, you shit. Okay, of course not. That's really unkind, Scott. So yeah, Just saying. the next couple of weeks and some stuff for me and Paul been talking about off-air, it's going to be a good year, I think. I think so. Yeah. We'll drink to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I'll buy the vodka. Well, at least you will. So... <laughs> You can drink vodka too. I don't want to drink vodka. Mix it with cider, it'll be fine. So, we're going to leave you with Psycho Stick. Thinking with with your dick. So, until next time when we talk about Survivors, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Do you, do you have, do you have the, do you have the balls? Do you have the balls?